Hello and welcome back to the Chelsea Overseas Podcast. Chelsea beat Al-Halal in the Club World Cup semi-final to advance to the Club World Cup final for only the second time in their history. And they also beat Plymouth from League One to advance to the round of 16 in the FA Cup where they will play Ludentown, who are currently also in League One, third tier. They will play them in the round of 16. So Michael is unable to make it today. So we're going to review the Plymouth and Al-Halal games and preview Chelsea versus Palmeiras, Europe versus South America, big final coming up on Saturday at 1130 Eastern time. All right, so Chelsea versus Plymouth. I think that... We have to acknowledge that they did win the game, which is, that's a great result, thankfully. Well, not the greatest result that it had to go to extra time, but a good result that we got through and we're in the uh, round of 16 of the FA Cup and we got a good draw, which is nice. Like I said, we'll be playing Ludentown. So yeah, uh, that, that the result's good, but Chelsea did struggle. Uh, if you watch this match, I think even just looking at the score, 2-1 in extra time, there, there's really no need, with all due respect, to Plymouth to go to extra time in, the, in this match. And I think Chelsea, for... I, I think they, they obviously didn't start the game the way you would want to. When you play a lot of these teams who, when there's a big gap in quality between yourselves and your opponent, the last thing you want to do is concede an early goal off of a set piece, which we talked about last week. Um, in terms of having a good start, not giving away too many set pieces, and just making the game as comfortable for yourselves as possible and putting them under pressure early and making them feel it's going to be a long game and a long afternoon rather than make giving them hope. And we gave them hope early on, and that, that wasn't great. I think between like the 10th minute and the 60th, 65th minute, I think Chelsea had control of the game. They created a lot of chances. I felt Hakim Ziyech on the right-hand side in particular was really good. Chelsea went with a four at the back, uh, and I thought Ziyech was the best player on the field for the whole game. Hugging the touchline on the right-hand side was really good one-on-one. Put some really dangerous balls into the box. So... Yeah, and and Chelsea had plenty of opportunities. But the common theme of Chelsea, and I sound like a broken record, and this podcast may sound like a broken record because it's Chelsea's finishing. It's Chelsea in the final third. And when they had control over this match, they struggled to really put Plymouth away. They tied the game. They made it 1-1. But there were chances to make this game 2-1, 3-1, and put this out of sight and at least just win this game in normal time. But... Chelsea couldn't find a second goal. And I felt even after the 60-65th minute, the game got a little bit out of control. I think Chelsea got frustrated. And Plymouth, it gave them belief. They kind of grew into the game. And you saw the game get pretty open. It got a little bit stretched. It it got a little bit transitional. And Plymouth got in behind us a couple times. And and Kepa had to, had to make... I remember he made a save in the second half where Plymouth uh, were in on goal. So that there was, there was no need to let this match get out of control. Absolutely no need. And that that's what I was disappointed with. And I, I thought the extra time was, was pretty chaotic. 
Um, again, I thought the game opened up. Chelsea lacked um, control. And then, although they took the lead, it, it was a needless error from Malang Sar to give the ball away and then give a penalty away. And then, obviously, well done to Kepa for stepping up and saving the penalty and, and getting us the win. But, yeah, it was just... I, I felt Chelsea, up until, like, the 60, 65th minute, played pretty well. They hemmed Plymouth in. They created a lot of good opportunities. They just couldn't kill the game, really. And then, after that, it just kind of... I think they got very frustrated. And the game got a little bit out of out of control. And it got, like I said, open, stretched, transitional. And that gave Plymouth hope. And if it wasn't for Kepa, that game would have gone to penalties. So we we managed our way through it, thankfully, but it was pretty unconvincing. I think I talked about Hakeem Ziyech there. I think he was, I think he was Chelsea's best attacker that game, but I want to highlight him because I think since the turn of the year, we've we've kind of changed to a back four uh, in a lot of games. And I I mentioned this before, but I think it's really benefited him. I think it's 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 his better position to play more as an out and out winger um, rather than kind of those inside number ten positions. And I thought I thought he was great again against Plymouth, but I think overall this is actually some of the best football we're seeing that from Hakim Ziyech in a Chelsea shirt. And yeah, that that left foot of his is is something and. It's it's too bad that his Chelsea career has kind of been hampered by injuries and maybe not playing in the positions that he would like to and being a little bit inconsistent. But I think in this back four and getting consistent game time as of late, he's stepped up and I'm really happy with that. So yeah, big props to Hakim Ziyech lately. Again, I, I thought Kepa was, was great in this match, made a couple big saves for us. But I think the rest of the attack needs to step up. And I mean, again, we sound like a broken record, but there were so many opportunities to put balls in the box, uh, right? And we're not clinical enough. There's there's a lot of chances that go begging for Chelsea and that can cost you in games like this because these are teams you should be putting away early. And probably... That concerns me, but what probably concerns me the most with this game is is the lack of control in the, in the second half. Um, I think, like I said, I just think they they got frustrated, and Plymouth Plymouth sensed an opportunity, and credit to them. And we we should definitely keep, even when things aren't working out, and we're not we're not able to get that second goal. We should be able to at least keep our composure and just have a sense of control over the game. And then hopefully we're able to finish a chance there. There's no need to let these games get out of control. That's probably the thing that concerned me the most here. A side note too: Thomas Tuchel was out. Uh, He's out with COVID. So he wasn't on the sideline. Uh, I don't think that really hurt Chelsea's performance in any way uh, because he 
He's in direct communication with his assistants. It's actually really nice to see the assistants um, and the press conferences and everything. You get to know them a little bit. But yeah, I think, I don't think that plays too big of a role in the performances. He's still helping set up that team and is in communication. But yeah, overall, I didn't, I thought it was a lackluster performance, but thankfully we're through. That's the most important thing. And yeah, I'm just happy we're through. And we're in the round of 16 of the FA Cup. Again, that's against Luton Town, Manchester City, Liverpool, and Tottenham Hotspur remain in the competition. Nottingham Forest, Richie Larea kicked out Leicester which is pretty cool. Middlesbrough kicked out Manchester United, which was uh, interesting. I don't know how Manchester United didn't win that game, but that's a different story. So yeah, uh, it was a pretty interesting weekend in the FA Cup, and I'm happy we're off to the round of 16. All right, now on to the Club World Cup semifinal against Al-Hilal, which we won 1-0, courtesy of a Romelu Lukaku Tap in, I guess. Yeah, tap in. And yeah, so Lukaku gets on the score sheet. Chelsea wins. And it was, it was a really important win. Like, I talked about the importance of this competition and it obviously doesn't come around a lot. We've never won it. And this, my opinion is that this competition isn't the greatest. I, It's really just FIFA more games, more coverage. It's quantity over quality with FIFA. It's money over everything. And this competition is probably a good representation of that because it just doesn't come at a great time in in really anyone's schedule. So, yeah, but that's a different conversation. And it isn't one of the biggest trophies you could win, but it's it's really important for, for Chelsea because... I think the best way of describing this competition from a European standpoint is if you're not in it, you you don't really care. If you're in it, you care a lot. Because if Chelsea don't win this competition, a lot of eyebrows are going to be raised and they're going to you're going to see a lot of headlines. <laughs> so, no one will really care if Chelsea wins, right? But if someone else wins, then oh, it's an interesting story. We don't want this to be an interesting story. We want it to be boring. Chelsea win again. And that's the way it should be. Uh, so that that's kind of the best way of describing this competition. But we're in it, so we better win it. And I think uh, we we it would have been awful if we went out in the semifinal, is what I'm saying also. Like, the European team can't go out in the semifinal. We, we would have gotten destroyed on social media. So I'm very happy that... We got through this, and it was a very important win uh, to get to the final, to give us a chance at winning this trophy, which we absolutely have to win. I didn't think the performance was great again. Um, yeah, I just... I thought it was similar to Plymouth, actually, where I felt we were in control up until, like, the 60th minute, and then it kind of fell off the rails for Chelsea. And... Even in those first 60 minutes, Chelsea had control. Uh, Al-Hilal weren't a threat. I thought we counterpressed well, made it difficult for them to get their attacking players involved. 
Chelsea's work off the ball was pretty good for those 60 minutes. And uh, even in their build-up play, I, I thought especially like a lot of the diagonals from Rudiger, Thiago Silva, out to Cesar Aspilicueta or Hakim Ziyech, who provided some nice overloads on the right-hand side. That was a key threat for Chelsea, and it put them in a lot of good situations in the final third, although they didn't really take advantage of them. And that's my criticism, because although they had control... They got into a lot of situations where they could put in good crosses into the box. I remember Lukaku had some one-on-ones. He totally missed a great cross from Aspilicueta in the first half. We should have been up by more than one. Uh, Thankfully, we scored one, courtesy of Romelu Lukaku, but we should have scored more than one. And I I just felt even Chelsea were kind of... Although they had control over the game, they were a little bit out of sync and out of rhythm, especially in the final third. And then the second half, again, that that control kind of went out the window for about 10 to 15 minutes where Kepa had to come big. Uh, Morega had a chance. He made a nice run in behind. Uh, couldn't beat the keeper, thankfully. Kepa made himself big. And then there was a chance from outside the box. Uh, shot from outside the box from Al-Hilal. I, I don't know how Kepa got to it. That was an amazing, amazing save. And... After that, that, those 15 minutes, I think Chelsea kind of recalibrated a little bit and just had some game management and closed out the game good enough. But there was that 15 minutes in between like the 60th and 75th minute where I was kind of holding my breath thinking, oh, geez, this might go 1-1. And if it wasn't for Kepa, it was going to go 1-1. And... I think, like like against the Plymouth game, the, the game kind of got stretched, open, transitional. And that's what Al-Halil wanted. They wanted to open the game up. Chelsea shouldn't have let that happen. I think, um, I think you see a, a lot. Manchester City are a good example in these situations. Of You see their game management is just the control and the composure they have in terms of closing out games. And even when maybe they find it difficult to build on leads and kill a team off, there's still control in their performances. They still don't give you much. And Chelsea did a, have done a really good job of that under Tuchel. Like last year, the way they were able to close out a lot of tight games, it was great, but I've... And it's kind of been a common theme over the past couple months, but really in these past two games also... Like you never really felt too confident with the, with that one nil lead, right? And Chelsea kind of let Al Hilal flex their muscles a little bit, and there were opportunities, particularly down Chelsea's left hand side. What do you know? It's Alonso, and uh, they created a couple opportunities from there. Uh, so, yeah, I just it. It was a performance that lacked a bit of definitely rhythm and control in the second half and clinical edge. But like I said about Plymouth, thankfully we got through. I'm, I'm so happy we got through and it, we had to go through. We, could, we couldn't be knocked out in the Club World Cup semifinals. That, that just couldn't happen. <laughs> so al made a good account for themselves. Well done. But uh, thankfully, Chelsea got through this.
And I want to highlight Kepa again, because I think he's done an impressive job since Mendy left for AFCON. I think you're seeing with Kepa a real, like, I think there were some issues, like, personally and mentally under Frank Lampard. Not, I'm not saying it's linked to Frank Lampard. I'm just saying I think there were maybe things going on in his personal life. I don't think he was in the right space mentally for whatever reason. Uh, he looks like he's in the right space mentally now. And you're seeing kind of more of the keeper we saw in 2018-19. Because we can't forget when he initially came to Chelsea, he he played quite well in that first season. So I'm, I'm really happy with... Mendy's our number one, but Kepa's done a really good job over the past month. And I think we have to acknowledge that. Also, I thought Kovacic, brilliant again. What else is new? Uh, this is... I know I've said it a lot. He's a world-class midfielder, but I don't think he gets enough appreciation. This guy is absolutely incredible. One of the best midfielders in the Premier League in my eyes. And even the, his development from when he first came to Chelsea under Maurizio Sarri to the last few years. Like he's even taking taking his game to another level under um, Thomas Tuchel. And he's kind of the heir to Luka Modric for Croatia, I think. Like... This is a this is a serious, serious world class elite midfielder, and we got to acknowledge that man of the match, Kovacic is brilliant once again. All right, so we will move on to previewing the Club World Cup final, and just happy we got through that semi final. The performance was decent. I don't think it was horrible. I think the first sixty minutes were were fairly good. Uh, we just had to be more clinical. But uh, yeah, we're definitely going to have to be better for Palmeiras. So we're through to the final. Looking forward to Saturday. All right. So here is the Club World Cup final preview. It is Chelsea's second final of the year they played in the Super Cup final of beating Villarreal on penalties winning their first trophy of the season this their opportunity to, opportunity to make it their second trophy of the season third under Thomas Tuchel and we talked about the importance of this trophy based on we've never won it failed to win in 2012 and it's it's a big priority for Thomas Tuchel and these players they've they've said it in the interviews as Palaqueta in particular talked about 2012 so this is a big game uh, for Chelsea. I think it's one of the biggest of their season for these players because, and for the fans too, we can't, we can't lose this one. When you're in the Club World Cup as a European team, you got to win it. Uh, so you're up for South America. Looking forward to it. All right, so yeah, I watched Palmeiras's win in the semifinal over African champions Al-Ali. I expected Palmeiras to win that game. But just a few notes on them. Uh, I think the best way to describe this team, I think they're aggressive. They love to press. Um, they're not going to sit back. So Chelsea are going to have to force them back, essentially. And yeah, it, it's definitely a very aggressive, a team that wants to be on the front foot. Uh, they're strong in terms of winning the ball back quickly and winning the ball higher up the pitch. And... Even when they went up 2-0 in this game, and the game, Al-Ali naturally um, 
went for Palmeiras and tried to force the issue a little bit. Palmeiras didn't sit back at all. They kind of kept going for it, continued to press for large parts of the second half and tried to to score third. And yeah, so they're, they're, they're definitely a pretty aggressive team. Um, they, they do play a back four, but I think what you'll see, what I saw against Al-Ali, Alice, and what we might see against Chelsea is in that kind of back four, the left back doesn't really like to get forward too much. So it'll look a lot like a back three sometimes when they have the ball. The right back in particular looks to get higher up the pitch. They didn't necessarily get too much joy down that side in the semifinal. Uh, but that is something to maybe keep an eye on uh, because the right back does look to get forward there. They do have some speed out wide too. They can hurt you in transition. That's actually, I felt Palmeiras' best moments in that game were those transitional moments because in the first half, Alali sat back a lot and Palmeiras were patient but couldn't really create a big opportunity. But it actually came from kind of a turnover in midfield where Palmeiras scored the first goal. And it was those kind of quick transitions, even on the second goal, that Palmeiras was able to hurt Alali. So, yeah, this is they can hurt you in transition, which is definitely something to keep an eye on because Chelsea should have most of the ball here. So, yeah, I think those are really the main points with uh, Palmeiras. I think they're they're aggressive. They can hurt you in transition. Um, they got some some pace in wide areas with Dudu, Scarpa. And uh, yes, they do they do like to press you. So we'll, we'll see if they're maybe a little more reserved against Chelsea. But that's what I sort of got from the semifinal. So we'll see how aggressive they are against Chelsea. As for Chelsea, how should they kind of approach this game? We went with a back five against Al-Hilal. I... We still don't have Reese James back, and there wasn't the biggest of threats from Alonso Naspilicueta in that game against Al Hilal from those wing back positions. So I, I, and I, you know, I've said this the last couple of episodes, but I, I do believe that right now it's it's I, I do like the four one four one, which Tuchel's used a couple times. Or the four-two-two-two. I, I think that's kind of the better combination right now, uh, and I would like to see Chelsea go that way in this game. And I think what you don't want in this game, if you're Chelsea, is for it to get out of control. You, I think Palmeiras will want this game to be a little bit open and a little bit transitional, right? I, I think if you're Chelsea, you want to dominate this game in possession, but you also want to force Palmeiras back and make it difficult for them to get the ball into their attacking players and get in behind our defense. So I think if if you're Chelsea, you you want to limit Palmeiras' threat as much as possible and really dominate these, these midfield areas. And whether it's Kante Kovacic, Jorginho, they really should be able to do that because I think Palmeiras can can hurt you in uh, in an open game. So, 
Yeah, I think I think if if you're Chelsea, you definitely want to have more control than you have had in in these last couple of games. And uh, like I said, I'd personally play a back four. I, you know, I think Ziyech has to play right now with the way he's playing. I'd stick. You know, maybe you go with the four one four one, and you put Mason Mount in midfield, or maybe you stick to the four two two two, and you have. Kalamatsandoy or Christian Pulisic on the left, or maybe Mason Mount. So I think there's a number of variations of the back four Tuchel can use, but I think that's kind of the way I'd go. And I think if you're Chelsea, you don't want this game to get uh, out of control and transitional. And I think overall, looking at this game, um, I think... It's a very important game. Like 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 we said, I think in terms of our season, this is something that if we don't win, that's that's going to feel like kind of a weight that, that carries with us uh, until the end of the season. And something that when we look back on the season and is going to be a big disappointment. Uh, so this is a really, really big game because, like I said, when you're in it, you got to win it with the Club World Cup. And it's the one trophy Chelsea hasn't won. And it'd be really, really cool if we could win it. And hey, if Chelsea do win it, they are technically, technically world champions. All right, so for Chelsea fans, we can say we're world champions. And I don't know if the Chelsea Megastore will maybe release some like world champion stuff or Club World Cup champion stuff. But, you know, be kind of cool to wear a shirt to be like world champions. But anyways, that's just something that's part of it too. We could call ourselves world champions. And honestly, I think after winning the Champions League last year and beating Manchester City, I think we do deserve to be called world champions if we win this game. So definitely looking forward to this game. Uh, it's a big game for Palmeiras. Obviously, it's a great opportunity for them. I was actually reading a little bit on Brazilian uh, football and kind of what this tournament means to them. And there are Brazilian teams that have won this tournament before. I know Corinthians won it, obviously. Santos have won it. Sao Paulo have won it. Palmeiras haven't won it. And that's kind of a thing that a lot of their Brazilian rivals have kind of said like, oh, we have this over you. We have the Club World Cup. You don't, you know, friendly banter. But there's a little bit of, it's a big game for Palmeiras. It's an opportunity. And I think with South America, they feel like maybe they get forgotten about a little bit in club football. Like all the attention, a lot, not all, but a a lot of the attention's on Europe. That's where the big money is. Uh, So... It's a, it's a real opportunity on, on a big stage for them. So it's a big game for Palmeiras. You have to expect them to be up for it. And if Chelsea um, are up for it too, which they really should be given how much the players have talked about how important it is, and Thomas Tuchel saying that this isn't a vacation, it's to win, they really should be in terms of the energy and the intensity and the commitment that all really has to be there. Because if that's not there in the final, then then things may not go your way. Uh, and we're going to have to be better than we were against Al-Halal because 
this is a better team than Al-Halal, with all due respect to Al-Halal. So we can't underestimate Palmeiras. They're a good team. And Chelsea really should win this game. But like I said, the 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 simple things, the energy, the intensity, the commitment levels, the importance of this game to these players, that all has to be there. And hopefully we see that on Saturday. So, yeah, really looking forward to Saturday. It's going to be a big game. Second final of the year. First final of the two in February. A chance at a second trophy this year. The trophy that has eluded us. The trophy that Chelsea have never won. The trophy that Roman Abramovich has never won. So big game Saturday, 11.30 Eastern. Chelsea, Palmeiras, Europe for South America. Really looking forward to it. We'll be back to recap it. Hopefully celebrating. Thank you for listening, guys. Chelsea, Palmeiras, Saturday, Club World Cup Final. Thank you for listening. Go Chelsea.